What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is at Sports. YouTube, TikTok, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 38. One notable, Kurt Schilling, of course, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, but took himself all the, off of the ballot. Maybe you'll get in with the writers in about 10 years. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's a tough situation there, but... This show will not be a tough situation. That's true. It's going to be a fun one. We got baseball to talk about and basketball. Not too much about football this week. It's kind of been a dry week besides just the normal Julio rumors and same with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. A little bit of Watson. Who knows? And I can confirm nothing will happen this week. Why? Why? Because it's uh, June. Well, yeah, but I think Julio is actually able, like, uh, if they trade him after June 1st, they get, like... $5 $5 million less or something like that. I don't know. Something with cap. That, that's always uh, interesting situations and complicated stuff when it comes down to it. It's, but money talks, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But my opener for this week is going to be Fernando Tatis. He came to the plate down three against Houston in the ninth with two outs, uh, two runners on. 1-0 count. Tatis pops up a fly ball. A uh, pop-up, actually, in, in, in uh, foul territory. Yuli Gurriel's under it, and he misses it. What happens the next pitch, Skyler? Takes him deep. He does. 446 feet off the railroad tracks in left field. For Fernando Tatis ties up the game. Padres ended up winning that game in extra innings. Good victory for them. They win the series against Houston. That's my moment of the mm-hmm. week. Not a lot of good things. For me or my teams this week. But we did have a Chris Bassett complete game shutout. Nine Ks, two hits, one walk against the Angels on Thursday. The offense isn't doing anything, so uh, it's great to see someone stepping up here. Yeah. Bassett takes the hill tonight against the Mariners. Hopefully mm-hmm. he – well, I'm not hoping – I hope for a repeat, but I'm not relying on that. I hope he – We need a quality up. start from you. Exactly. <laughs> and we need some home runs from the offense. We haven't hit a home run since Wednesday – which That's, is kind of weird for a team that yeah. was averaging over one a game. But it's June 1st, and you know what that means. It's Player of the Month uh, time. MLB hasn't really announced the actual player, pitcher, and rookie of the month so far, but they have announced the, the team of the month, but we're not going to get into that. We're giving our predictions for the awards that I assume will probably be announced tomorrow or the next day. So who is your AL Player of the Month guy? My AL Player of the Monk, Monk, Month is going to be Marcus Semien. He had 361 with seven homers, 18 RBIs, led the MLB in hits this month. Honorable mention to Adolis Garcia. Sorry, Kyle, I you jumped did. the gun on you. Great season for him, too. Yeah, that's true. Great month for him. I'm going with Marcus Semien as well. Skyler listed the numbers. Marcus has been absolutely amazing uh, in May after kind of a slow April. I know the Blue Jays are looking for him to – Stay hot, and he might even be a guy that could be on the move come trade deadline season if uh, the Blue Jays aren't really that close. Yeah, on that one year contract. That's Very true. controllable. Yeah. Now let's go to the NL side with the player of the month. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be Max Muncie from the Dodgers. He had 345 with 10 homers, 19 RBIs, and led the MLB in OPS. Honorable mention to Tatis. We'll get into him pretty soon here, I assume. Right? Yeah, I'm choosing Fernando Tatis. He had nine home runs, 26 RBIs, uh, eight stolen bases, hit 353, and had a 440 on base percentage with an 824 slugging percentage. That's only in 20 games, too. He was uh, in a little COVID fiasco with 
uh, in the earlier part of the month, but he was going off in the la- latter part, mm-hmm. and he is my May Player of the Month. Who's your AL Pitcher of the Month, Skyler? My Pitcher of the Month is going to go to Chris Bassett. He was 3-0 and with a 2.52 ERA. That's the third lowest among AL qualified starters in the month. 38 Ks, that's seventh among qualifying starters in the MLB. And then the one complete game shutout tied with John Means. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions to uh, Carlos Rodon and Cole, but Bassett got it done with the shutout, I believe. Yeah, I don't know how often this happens, but I'm choosing a reliever for my AL Pitcher of the Month. Not not a starters had some great months, but yeah. nothing really like extremely stood out to me. So I went with Liam Hendricks. He was eight for eight on saves, uh, eleven and two thirds innings pitched, at nineteen strikeouts. I think he only had two walks in that time too. So mm-hmm. Chicago White Sox closer was doing work on the south side for sure. Uh, also, while we're talking about the South Side, do you see those new jerseys that the White Sox got? I don't know whether to be scared or excited. They're definitely they look <laughs> they look kind of scary sometimes. I wouldn't want to see Tim Anderson in the box when I'm uh, facing them with them those jerseys on. Yeah, I wouldn't want to face them either way. Yeah, true. <laughs> but especially with those, maybe. Yes. I mean, all of those guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. Want to face Eloy or Luis Robert though, because they're sitting on the shelf. Uh, let's get to the NL pitcher of the month. My NL Pitcher of the Month is going to be Zach Wheeler from the Phillies. 2-0 with a 1-4-9 ERA. That was the second best in the NL amongst qualifying starters. 51 Ks, led the MLB in the month, and the complete game shutout. Honorable mentions go to Kevin Gossman, Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, Skyler said his candidate had the second best ERA in the month. So the first best is Kevin Go- Kevin Gosman. Had a .73 ERA in 37 innings. Had 49 strikeouts and a .76 whip. It's been dominant in his second year in San Francisco, and uh, I'm sure the Giants fans are loving it. Oh, yeah. Let's go to our AL Rookie of the Month. Great month for uh, pitchers, I will say, before <laughs> get yeah. into the rookie. All right, yeah, I think the AL Rookie of the Month's a no-brainer here. It's Adolis Garcia with, man, he had 324, 11 homers, 27 RBIs, keeping the Rangers relevant. Yeah. Crazy. For sure. I'm going with Adoles as well here, too. He's the guy that could actually possibly get uh, player of the month as mm. far as uh, MLB honors go. Obviously, we didn't choose him. But uh, 11 home runs, 27 RBIs, as Skyler said. Five stolen bases, too, another thing to add on. His walk rate's a little low, but he's uh, been pounding the ball. As long as yeah. you're hitting home runs, it's always going to be fine. I do want to shout out uh, Casey Mize, sub-2 ERA this month. For Casey the Mize has been good. Got him on my fantasy squad. <laughs> Recommend... Uh, Go trade for him, especially if you're in keeper league, because he's going to be yes. around for a while. Now let's go to NL Rookie of the Month. My NL Rookie of the Month is going to be Trevor Rogers, another pitcher, three and one with a one eight two ERA, thirty two Ks. Not a lot of Ks, but he gets outs. He doesn't allow the hard contact, and uh, man, that's I guess one of the only bright spots in uh, Miami right now with Sixto Sanchez kind of blowing up in AAA. And honorable mention to Ian Anderson. He's uh, he as well as the other Braves pitchers are. Getting there. Yeah, they're starting starting to come around a little bit in Atlanta. Uh, the hitters in the NL, for rookie-wise at least, weren't really that great in mm-hmm. the month of May. Uh, Skyler obviously named a pitcher as his uh, rookie of the month, but I'm going with Pavin Smith, first baseman slash outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know that team sucked this year or this, this month at yeah. least. They're actually pretty good in, in April. They're sitting around 500. But Pavin Smith... I had 34 hits, had a 306 average, only two home runs and 10 RBIs, but he was hitting the ball well. And uh, whenever I tune into D-backs games, that's the guy that I'm watching to see hit. Him and Cattell Marte, they're fun sure. to watch. Dudes get on base. 
It's true. And that's the biggest part in baseball. So that's our Player of the Month predictions. Uh, We'll see what happens as far as what the MLB does in the coming days, but... We're going to get them all wrong, but it's all right. I mean, we'll probably get it. Not few, that right? we're wrong. It's that the, you know, we don't agree with yeah. the committee. Well, <laughs> probably Tatis will get right just because yeah, yeah. Tatis is Tatis and they love Tatis. But switching segments here, we're going yeah. to uh, some teams that haven't been the greatest so far in the early part of the season. Olsen, under 500. Which under 500 team has the highest chance of making the playoffs? We are excluding the Braves here. Mm. Skeller had, when we were talking earlier, had the Braves as his answer. And I was thinking... That seems like too too easy of, of a, a shot to, to make. For it does. Them. So we're going to go with more of an underdog pick. Mm, I was a little concerned about my brace pick, too. So it wasn't that hard for me to switch over to the Phillies here. Um, right now, Atlanta sucks. Okay, Max Fried and Ian Anderson are pitching all right. But, you know, how long can we wait? You know, they. I keep saying on the show that just keep waiting. They don't get hot until June. It's, you know, historically happened for Atlanta. But, I mean, look at the Cubbies. You know, they snapped out of it pretty quickly. Um, So, you know, Zach Wheeler obviously pitching like a Cy Young. If DeGrom gets hurt again, he'll be my top candidate. Uh, Obviously, Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura, those guys are hitting the ball hard. Yeah, I'm going with the Phillies. Phillies are a good pick. I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds, though. They're hitting the ball Uh, even harder. (laughs) That's true. They have two guys at the top of their lineup that are good MVP candidates on the NL side this year, and Jesse Winker. And uh, Nicholas Castellanos, Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez haven't turned up quite yet, but they're good bats there, and you know that they'll mm. heat up eventually. Uh, the pitching side of the ball hasn't been too good. Sonny Gray's been all right. Luis Castillo's been god-awful. Uh, and so I picked this team because I can see the most change in the second half as far as Luis Castillo figuring it out. Eugenio Suarez starting to hit the ball out of the ballpark with more consistency. Uh, Joey Votto just being Joey Votto, that's mm. just what he does. And uh, they can obviously make moves at the deadline. They have a, a decent farm system, and they can make some trades for either a starter or a couple relievers if they want to. But I see this team as having the highest chance to make the playoffs out of the ones that are under 500 right now. That's fair. Yeah. And El Central's a little uh, jumbled together, always. Yeah. That's true. Let's let's talk about some fun debates now. Uh, <laughs> debating is obviously something that's a big part of in like shows like this. So we're gonna talk about two of the biggest ones that I've seen recently, and the first one is Tatis versus Acuna. Who do you want to start your franchise? This one's tough. Obviously, two amazing players, but I'm gonna have to take Acuna. Just you know, Tatis has been great, but he leads the MLB in errors. I don't want my Face of the franchise. Obviously, you know, San Diego's fine with it. But my, in my hypothetical face of the franchise, I want Acuna. Sorry. Patrick Wisdom, just an absolute moonshot. I'll talk about him a little bit more <laughs> later. But I'm picking Tatis in this argument. I think I, they're both great players, obviously. But Tatis has a chance to go 50-50 this year. It's, mm. it's a slight chance, but it's possible. Uh, I know the defense is a little low. But, I mean, Acuna isn't... Absolutely stellar when it comes to playing uh, in the outfield. It's true. But uh, Tatis plays shortstop, a premier position in uh, baseball nowadays, and he's a guy who hits for power, and he's a, a great – obviously, these, both these guys are amazing guys to build your team around. But I'm taking Tatis just for the, the factor that he's he's it right now in baseball, and he's mm-hmm. the face of baseball, it seems like. All right, two uh, lesser-known shortstops that we're going to be talking about now. Uh, Who are about to get paid. Yeah, about to get paid for sure. Well, Bogarts is already paid Oh, a that's right. Bit, You're right. But they're actually a little bit of a bargain for the Red Sox. But uh, 
two really good shortstops that are underrated. It's Xander Bogarts and Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. I like Trey Turner a lot. He's one of the fastest players in baseball, and he's solid. But Xander Bogarts absolutely rakes, and I want that out of my shortstop. And, you know, he's, he's gotten better defensively, too. It's not like we have uh, – what's a good example of this? As far as his bad defensive shortstops yeah. and good hitters? Oof. Gleber Torres. It's not like I'm picking a Gleber Torres here. True. You know, Xander Bogarts is solid all around. Yeah, Bogarts is a good pick here, but I'm going with Trey Turner. Uh, the speed here is, is something that you have to count in. Trey Turner is one of the fastest players in all the baseball, if not the fastest. Bogarts a great hitter, but Trey Turner is a great hitter as well, and he's been raking this year, uh, hitting the ballpark at, uh, or hitting the ball to the ballpark with more regularity than he was earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, obviously, Trey Turner can play shortstop, but he can also play center, second, wherever you really want to play him. On the diamond. So I'm going Trey Turner. But I think they're definitely... Uh, there's a good argument for both sides, yeah. for sure. Now let's go to our weekly awards. Not our monthly, but our weekly awards. Skyler, who is your player of the week? My player of the week is going to be Austin Meadows, Tampa Bay outfielder. Uh, right after I wrote him down on the list here, he homered to start off the game against the Yankees. So... Great. He's been on fire. He's in 467, three homers, eight ribbies last week, and he's starting off the week hot. Yeah, my player of the week, I'm going with Tyler O'Neill. He's been mashing the ball lately. He has four home runs. I believe those are all in the last four days. Uh, eight RBIs. He's hitting 364 over the week. Uh, a guy that's kind of just known for his defense rather than his offense, but he's he's been hitting the ball hard, and he's a big dude who's going to, I assume, hit it, plenty of home runs in yeah. his career. On to our pitcher of the week. Pitcher of the week, I'm going to go with Brandon Woodruff from the Brewers. 14 innings, 18 Ks, no earned runs. That's that's a pretty good week. Honorable mention to my boy Bassett in Oakland, but uh, this one's going to go to Woodruff. Yeah, I'm taking Seabass here in his trident. Uh, nine innings pitched, obviously, two hits, eight Ks. One of the hits was really BS2, just a dribbler down the line that Juan Ligares hit, and he's just he's fast, so it's kind of tough play for Chapman. But Seabass was amazing. We're lucky we get to see him pitch tonight as well. So hopefully he shoves out there again today. And uh, he's my pitcher of the week. Now on to the rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, rookie of the week, I'm going to go with the Tiger starter, Tariq Skubal. Six innings, eight Ks, no runs against the Yankees. Uh, shout out to Manoa with a Alec Manoa, yeah. uh, Major League debut for Toronto. Played also against the Yankees with almost an identical pitching line. And then again, your guy Paven Smith led the MLB in on-base percentage last week. Shout out. That's true. If you're checking our Twitter, too, you can see Alec Manoa and his line as we tweeted about it uh, right after he made his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, props to Skyler for that one. But my rookie yes. of the week is actually going to be Patrick Wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, infielder slash outfielder for the Chicago Cubs. A guy who has mauled lefties in a, his, his upcoming in the minors, but... He had three home runs, three RBIs, hit 500, and uh, I, as I just said about five minutes ago, he hit another home run mm-hmm. today, so I guess he could give him four. So M- MLB the show franchise legend. Yeah, he, he's a beast. <laughs> he, he hits the ball well. I don't know about his defense, but, I mean, we're not talking about that right now. Uh-huh. But it's the time of the year where the College Baseball World Series is yes. one of the big things in yes. baseball. Yes. Uh, regionals were announced as far as uh, which teams are going to be playing where and where the re- regionals are going to be. So we're mm-hmm. just going to take a quick look at every single regional, uh, list the teams off, and uh, what our championship pick might be, even All though right. it's, it's quite a distance away. Oh, yeah. 
So first off, we have the Austin Regional, obviously hosted by Texas. Number two is Arizona State, three Fairfield, and four is Southern U. The Columbia Regional, Old Dominion's number one. Number two is South Carolina, three is Virginia, and four is Jacksonville. The Eugene Regional, mm-hmm. obviously Oregon's number one. Gonzaga is number two. LSU is number three. And Central Connecticut State is number four. It's a real uh, Cinderella story. Okay, we have the Arkansas, Arkansas Regional. Arkansas is number one. Uh, number two is Nebraska. Three, Northeastern, not Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And number four, NJIT. I believe that's New Jersey Institute of Technology. I think you're right. That makes sense. Fort Worth Regional. Who's the Fort Worth? TCU. There we go. TCU's at number one. Oregon State is number two. Dallas Baptist is number three. They're always good. And McNeese, college (laughs) I've never heard of, is number four. Gainesville Regional, Florida's number one. Number two is Miami, so that should be interesting. Number three is South Alabama. And number four is South Florida. So Florida versus South Florida in the first game of that regional. Should be fun. Really a battle of Florida, and that that one it's kind of yeah. crazy. Greenville Regional now. We have uh, East Carolina being the number one seed. Also number very two, good. Charlotte. Number three, Maryland. And number four, Norfolk State. That was weird to say. Uh, Knoxville Regional is the next one. Then we have Tennessee at number one. Uh, Duke at number two. Liberty at number three. And Wright State at number four. Uh, we have the Lubbock Regional, which is Texas Tech number one. UCLA, number two. North Carolina, number three. And number four is Army. Wow. Did not know Army was going to be in it, but uh, good for them, I guess. Nashville Regional, obviously number one here is going to be uh, Vandy. Number two is going to be Georgia Tech. Number three, Indiana State. And number four, Presbyterian. So <laughs> Vandy versus Presbyterian should be rough yeah. series for Pres- Presby. Would sure. that be their nickname? Sure. <laughs> All right, the Oxford Regional, we have old, number one, Ole Miss, number two, Southern Miss, number three, Florida State, and number four, Southeast Missouri State. Wow. We had some interesting colleges here at the number four spot, but they made it. Uh, the Ruston Regional, we have Louisiana Tech, number two, NC State, number three, Alabama, and number four, Ryder. <laughs> Never heard of that college. South Bend Regional, Notre Dame is number one, obviously. UConn, number two. Michigan, number three. <laughs> Shout out to Alex and Sean. And number four, Central Michigan. Shout out to AB. Uh, the Stanford Regional, this personally is my favorite one. Uh, might be attending one or two of the games here. Oh, yeah? Number one, Stanford. Number two, UC Irvine. Number three, Nevada. And number four, North Dakota State. They didn't put Santa Barbara in the Stanford uh, I, don't, I don't know if wow. Santa Barbara made it. Oh, no, they did. They yeah, did. they're ranked yeah. like number 11. They should have. That's true. Uh, Starkville Regional, Mississippi State, number one. Uh, VCU, number two. Number three, Campbell. And number four, Samford. Not Stanford. Sam. Samford. Uh, and Tucson Regional is the last one. It's Arizona, number one. Number two, Oklahoma State. Number three, UC Santa Barbara. And number four, Grand Canyon. Wow. So that's 16 regionals. Uh, I think the 16 winners go on to play uh, a series against other regional champs. And the super regionals. And the, and the super regionals. And then the winners of those go to Omaha. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see eight teams in Omaha. Should be fun. Skyler, who is your pick to win it all? Right now, it's got to be Arkansas, top seed in the tournament. Um, 
they usually fall apart somewhere around the Super Regionals after being ranked number one, but this team is, let me just tell you, they have five players with 10 or more homers, another one with nine. Uh, their senior starting pitcher, Kevin Copps, is 10-0 with a .81 ERA and 105 Ks in 10 starts. Yeah, one big thing in uh, college baseball is pitching. I mean, any baseball pitching yeah. is obviously a big thing, but we've seen pitching kind of carry teams to championships before with uh, Luke Heemlich and Kumar Rocker before. Yeah. I think Kumar Rocker and Jack Leader are going to lead this Vanderbilt team for their second title in three years. Actually, no, they're the reigning champs, so I guess. Second title in two. Three. Not not two years, but yeah, two yeah, yeah, College yeah. World Series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the best uh, tandem in college baseball since Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer at UCLA. They're fun to watch. They're going to be top five picks, I assume. All right. So I, I got Vandy as my championship right. pick. I will give a, a shout-out to Arizona, TCU, Ole Miss. Those guys are going to be good. They, they all should be in Omaha unless something horribly wrong happens. I give a shout-out to UNR. Oh. Uh, fun team to watch. Uh, Tyler Rossetti led their team. I think he had 11 home runs in eight games or something like that. That was a college world, or not World Series world record, but call it NCAA record. Yeah. Uh, great hitter on their team and knows some guys on their squad. So oh, yeah. should be fun to watch uh, and shout out to them. That's going to do it for the first half, though. Let's send it to halftime. Let's go. Now, why did you do it? You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime. Back. It's the second half. We're going to start it off with some baseball news. Marcelo Zuna, Braves outfielder. He broke a couple fingers, Yep. Uh, was already on the injured list, and then we found out he, what did he do, beat someone? He beat his wife. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, didn't do some good things at all. Uh, bad man, and Marcelo Zuna's his mug shot's now out there. <laughs> that's, that's tough. He was already struggling, you know, baseball-wise, and now he's most likely not going to come back this year. This does not help the Braves at all. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I want to be shocked if we see, like, a release thing here with Marcelo Zuna. Because mm-hmm. the, the stuff that he was doing is honestly something that you can get jail time for if it, yeah. if uh, prosecuted that way. But I don't know if he will. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so reiterating, Arkansas in the College World Series, or at least the regionals, it's got the number one seed overall. That means they get to play at home for the regionals, super regionals. And if they make it to Omaha, they get home games, you know, home yeah. like as the home team until they lose. Scott so was doing air quotes there. Yeah. You can't really see. Uh, obviously, we don't have video up here. But he, <laughs> I did forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's why I like Arkansas. And uh, good pick. another interesting thing here, if anyone watched the uh, Net Celtics series or just, you know, go use social media, you know, a Celtics fan threw a water bottle at Kyrie, missed, was arrested, charged with assault and battery, Banned from the Garden. Yeah, I like the ban from the Garden. I think this fan should obviously be banned from uh, all NBA and probably all pro sporting events because mm-hmm. someone like this obviously doesn't have the the maturity to be able to do these. No, uh, he's a 21-year-old too. I'm 20. I don't. I can't imagine doing that. I mean, fuck, even if my team was playing against Kyrie, like I know he's a weird guy, but come on, he's great. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie's <laughs> obviously amazing, uh, but the stuff that he has in his mind is, is not reasonable <laughs> enough stuff to actually go physically assault someone. I know it's a water yeah. bottle, but nonetheless, it's the action that counts. And he missed, too. If yeah, he hit him, it's one dude. thing. It's like, ah, damn, but he, he missed, so now he's banned. He didn't even hit Kyrie. And this has been a theme of uh, 
the NBA playoffs, we saw Russell Westbrook get popcorn poured on him last week, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously that's not too good because I don't think Russell Westbrook was looking for a snack. No, John Moran obviously got some racial slurs yelled at him. It's it's not a good look for the fans of the NBA right now. Yeah. It's not. Baseball does it better. It does. Speaking of baseball, some very exciting stuff. We heard uh, a couple months ago that the World Baseball Classic's back in 2023, and right now we're going through the qualifiers. Uh, So Team USA played a game against Nicaragua last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Libertor, top prospect for the Cardinals, got the start. He went five scoreless, which is it's cool for the Cardinal fans because he was struggling a bit in AAA, and to see him do good against professional hitters. I don't know how many of them are, you know, MLB ready type guys at Nicaragua. True, but still, it's professional baseball. It's and uh, like a fourteen year old who's going to be signed for five million bucks in two years, though. Maybe, but uh, we did see Matt Weeders get cut yesterday, which is disappointing. So now there's no uh, catchers that I can pronounce. <laughs> Some weird names out there, and the USA is supposed to be playing the DR right now, really? uh, but there's not a lot of coverage. You know, I, I couldn't even find a box score for the game yesterday. It's it's hidden out there. Hmm. But we'll yes, see. still exciting. Uh, DR USA obviously have a bit of a rivalry from last World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah. And uh, sticking with baseball here, Baltimore Orioles, they're not good, Kyle. They're not. Uh, they're we, really we not. We thought they might stick around because of the pitching, but they've lost 14 straight. And they're playing the Twins right now. And I believe they're still winning, which is... Uh, Kind of shocking. Uh, They had a rough game yesterday. They were uh, tied in the 10th inning. Obviously, you kind of have to be tied if you're in extra innings. But uh, two runs by the Twins. And then having be down by one, runner on third with one out. They don't score. And the game ends. Orioles lose 2-3. to But they look like they're up 6-1 right now. Yep, 6-1 in the 6th against Minnesota. Keep in mind, they haven't beat Minnesota in over a year. I mean, if they didn't win against them this year, then they didn't beat them over a year. In over two years. There we go. (laughs) 16 straight losses. So, yeah, that's not good. Uh, MLB dropped some power rankings for the week, and it was not good at all. Yeah, if you saw my Twitter, you know I'm upset about this one. Let's go over their top 10 real quick and maybe a couple teams in their – uh, below top 10. But number one, they have the Padres. I'm fine with that. I mean, the Padres have been really good this year. Yeah. They've been consistent in the last month, and so them at one makes sense. The Rays go from eight to number two, which I'm I okay think makes that. sense. I think yeah. the Rays have been really good so far this year, uh, obviously turning it up in this last two weeks or so. Number three, they have the White Sox. White so- I mean, that's fine. They didn't move. Uh, it's a decent spot for them. Mm-hmm. Number four, Red Sox. It's an interesting one. Red Sox have been slowing down a little bit of recently, and uh, they got beat pretty badly against the Strohs yesterday. So them at four, going down from two, is kind of interesting to me. Number five, the Giants. Uh, They were at five last week. They take three out of four from the best team in baseball, really, in the Dodgers, and they don't go up at all. So I think this is kind of bullshit. Uh, I think you definitely could have switched spots with the Red Sox at least. Number six, they have the Dodgers. They were four last week. Uh, so, I mean, that makes sense. They lost a few games, but besides that, they've mm, been good. Got some injuries. Yeah. yeah. Number seven, they have the A's. A's were at nine last week. And what have the A's done this week? They've done nothing. They uh, hit two home, actually one home run within the last seven days. Uh, they've only hit 170 as a team. They've had decent pitching. 
but they haven't been good in the, the this last week, and they move up two spots, which doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't because we've had a, a road trip before where we were. I think we were at uh, we were at four the the previous week before the road trip. We went to Boston, took two out of three there. That's when Boston had the best record in the big in the bigs, and then went to Minnesota, took two out of three from them, giving us a four and two road trip. And so I was excited. Seeing where we're going to be at the, the power rankings next week, and we're down to six. Yeah. So if we're moving up when we're doing bad, and we're going down when we're we're going down when we're doing good, it just doesn't make sense. I know the A's are a small market team, but, I mean, come on, dude. They, you got to get some more writers over there exactly. at MLB.com. The Cardinals go from eight to ten, or no, ten to eight. They're at eight now, which I'm fine After with. getting destroyed by the Cubs. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they had they had a good weekend series. I, it, granted, it was against the the Diamondbacks, but mm-hmm. I mean, still. Uh, number nine, they have the Astros. They moved down from six. Astros struggled a little bit, but they're starting to get hot again. And number ten, the Yankees, uh, which I'm fine with, but I think maybe the the Mets could have been a team that was a, above there because the Mets played good over the weekend and mm-hmm. uh, been playing good ball recently. So I think they could have snuck in that top ten. Over the Yankees, and the Yankees were a team that just got swept by the Tigers. <laughs> and you don't want that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's going to do it for halftime, though. Yeah. You ready for the second half, Skyler? Yeah, we're going to run through some, well, all of the NBA series. Yeah, so the first series that we're going to talk about is Milwaukee versus Miami. This series has been over for a couple days now as Milwaukee swept, obviously, in four games. Does Milwaukee have any chance at the juggernaut in Brooklyn, though, Skyler? I think there's a chance. Uh, if any of you guys were watching the Brooklyn-Boston series, you know, obviously Brooklyn's amazing. They scored 170 points the other night, but their defense is not very good. So that's their one hope. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we have the Knicks and Atlanta. Knicks are down 3-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Series going back to MSG, though. I know uh, Clint Capella said, I think, that he wants to end it there. He wants to send the Knicks to a vacation. Uh, where do you see that one going, Skyler? I think the Knicks are going to win maybe one more, but that's about it. You know, it, it's a total Nick thing to do. You know, get to the playoffs and then remember, oh, we're the Knicks. Yeah. We have to choke. And it's tough. Julius Randle's not playing good. He's been uh, playing terrible. Trey Young's been on fire. Clint Capella, like he said. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the even series now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the more fun ones. Portland and Denver, probably, I'd say, an underrated playoff series. Yeah, I still like Portland. Dame is uh, playing out of his mind, of course, and no Jamal Murray in Denver, so it's it's very yeah. possible. Yeah, perhaps uh, Denver's biggest chance to compete for a ring in, in recent memory and no Jamal Murray, so that yeah. sucks for them. Let's go to probably the highest-watched series so far. It's the Lakers and the Phoenix. It's tied at two. Anthony Davis has been hurt, or hasn't been hurt, but he got hurt in Game 4. Missed the second half of that game. KCP should be back in Game 5, and mm-hmm. AD is questionable. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to take the Lakers in 7 here. Uh, they just match up well with Phoenix. You know, no AD, no problem, I think. Yeah, LeBron's kind of had a weird series, though. I know that. Uh, I'm, I'm not making a pick here for the actual series, but if LeBron doesn't step it up, I think they're definitely in trouble. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Clippers and Dallas. Dallas took the first two games of this series. Clippers answered back with winning the next two games. Uh, were all those games won by the away teams? Because I think that game yeah. series started in L.A. Yep. Yeah. And so how do you see that one going, Skyler? 
I'm still riding with Dallas. Uh, it's getting a little scary now after losing two in a row, of course. But uh, I'm I love Luca. <laughs> Luca's his boy. Uh, now to a one eight or I guess one nine, considering Memphis was a nine seed. Utah's up through one. Memphis took game one after Donnie uh, missed game one, but mm-hmm. he came back, and since then it's been all Utah. Where do you see this one going? Yeah, if uh, any of you guys watched the game last night, uh, Memphis played great. They did everything right. The John Morant pick and roll was getting Gobert out of the paint, and then they started turning the ball over and taking terrible threes, and they lost. So, I mean, they played the best game they could, and they didn't win. It's, it's a wrap. Philly's up 3-1 over Washington. We talked about Westbrook a little bit mm-hmm. earlier in his uh, hiatus with the fans. Uh, no Joel Embiid in Game 5. Does this really affect them, though? I think it does. Obviously, having uh, three games already won is very helpful, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington won another game or two. And a game going on right now, it's Brooklyn versus Boston. Brooklyn's obviously up 3-1 in the series. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum carried the Celtics to their one victory so far. Nets are up 63-54. So, I mean, what you say now might not matter yeah. uh, because by the time this is up, the series could be over. But what do you think? Uh, I think it's over tonight. All right. uh, Boston's got three starters out. It's just it's tough. Yeah. You know? So that was a little quick roundup with uh, the NBA playoff series. Is now let's go to our our bets and let's get on out of here. Mm-hmm. It's my layup last week. I had the Yankees winning the series over the Tigers, and the Yankees failed me. Yes. Uh, they got swept by the Tigers, one of the worst teams in the big leagues. Uh, terrible series for the Yankees. They've been playing really bad recently. Skyler had Cleveland over Detroit on Thursday. That was Shane Bieber's start, and he pitched well uh, and got got themselves a win. So the Mm -hmm. Indians get Skyler a green for this one. Now to this week. I have the Dodgers over St. Louis on Wednesday. That is Walker Buehler's start day versus Carlos Martinez. Martinez uh, carried a no-hitter into the sixth inning last time he he went out, but after that he kind of blew up, and uh, Dodgers have been playing well. Uh, I know they yeah. had a tough series against the Giants, but they're still hitting the ball well that series, and uh, I look for them to win this game. Yeah, I have a trend here going with my uh, layups. It's Shane Bieber against bad American League teams. So I'm going with Cleveland over Baltimore on Sunday. Baltimore's been the worst team in the American League by far, especially this week. Yeah. So let's go, Shane Bieber. You just got to <laughs> hope that John Means isn't on the mound for Baltimore in that game. Now to... Our bold predictions where I have I had the Padres sweep the Strohs. That was close to happening. It did not, though. The Padres took two out of three in Houston. Skylar Dallas won series over the Clippers. That has not happened yet. Not yet. Might happen still. We don't know. But based off of my bold prediction, I don't think it's going to happen. I have mm. the Clippers over Dallas in six, meaning the Clippers take the next two games. And, uh... After losing the first two games of the series, it's, it's looking a little bleak for the Clippers squad. Yeah. But if they win four in a row here, that's definitely going to change people's uh, mindsets when it comes to them. Oh, yeah. I'm going to run it back, too, with Dallas winning the series over the Clippers. Uh, even better odds if you're betting for Dallas now yeah. after losing two in a row. Um, it's it's just, just everybody watch these next couple games. Yeah. Dallas Clippers. It's going to be amazing. So... There's a good chance that we'll get one of our uh, bold predictions right, unless the yes. Clippers win in seven. And that would, <laughs> that be, would be an L for both of that's us. So happen. Hopefully, <laughs> one of us is, is green on, 
next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. It's been episode 38. It's been a fun one. We talked about college baseball. We talked about MLB baseball. We talked about basketball. No football this week. Together, what do you got to say? Um, can we get some football news, maybe? Yeah, that'd help. It'd be <laughs> fun. Uh, football's fun to talk about. Obviously, that's what started our show. And it's going to be the main focus come September, October. For sure. Besides the MLB playoffs, obviously. But uh, we're looking forward to more football news soon, man. Oh, yeah. But we'll be back next week with our weekly roundup of the MLB. We'll give you our weekly awards and the new big headlines. Maybe Tampa Bay gains a huge lead in the East. Maybe they collapse. I don't know. We'll see. It's only going to be a week. Maybe, Maybe the Orioles win a game. Maybe Maybe. the Orioles will win a game when we come back. That's true. All right. We'll see. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jets. Deuces.